0: You are listening to A Taste of Romumu, a JCast Network podcast. For more information about Romumu, please visit Romumu.org. For more information about the other JCast Network podcasts and blogs, please visit JCastnetwork.org.
1: So we have in verse 30 of the last alaya that we're going to read today this curious phrase et etamishkan, not curious at all. But Kmişkato Asher hareta Bahar. So you're going to erect this tabernacle according to the fashion thereof, which has been shown to you on the mountain. All of the italics are not in the original; there, I I added them. Um, So what is this that has been shown to you on the mountain? What was there a demonstration? Was there an instruction manual of building? Um, And this happens two other times earlier in this parsha. Right after our, the line that we sing, the verse that we sing every Shabbat, "Va'asuli mikdash God then goes on to say, you're going you're to make this according to everything that I show you. Did, did God, like, is there, I'm sort of imagining Ikea, like just the pictures and moving through it. We don't get that. And curiously, it's in the moments in the Torah where where it's actually the least amount of description, suddenly it goes into, oh, do it how I showed you. So the rabbis are asking, when, did this, when was this mysterious scene? And I want to look together on the bottom of page one at, um, at this Midrash in Bamidbar Rabbah. Rabbi, uh, Rabbi Yoshua of, of Sichnin in the name of Rabbi Levi said, when God told Moses, make me a mishkan, should he, Moses, not have just erected four pegs and stretched the mishkan tent over them? Like, come on, when, some, when God says, make me a mishkan, why didn't Moses just literally set it up? Just as the, in the mizbeach before, why wasn't it just the simplest creation? It teaches you that God showed Moses up above a red fire, a green fire, a black fire, a white fire. And God told Moses, make it according, make this mishkan according to the pattern that you are being shown on this mountain in the fire. Then we have Rabbi berechia in the name of Rabbi Batzla said, this is like a king who had a splendid garment made of jewels. This king says to his personal friend, make me one just like this one. Make, make me another coat just like the one I have full of, of gems. And the friend says, my lord king, how am I supposed to make one just like the one you're wearing? I can't. And the king says, I remain in my glory, but you have your materials. Does everyone get that little, is everyone getting that? I Okay, so I have this coat. I have my glory, which is full of gems and is like bling to the nines. You have materials to make a coat. I've shown you mine. It's going to be different. It's not going to look the same, but you have materials, and you need to go make it. Similarly, Moses said to God, My God, can I make anything like these fires that you've shown me? This this display, these fireworks? And God replies, blue purple, and crimson yarns, fine linen. So God's response to Moses, how, I, I'm not, I can't do this, there's no way, I have no power. Moses says, go get yourself some thread, go get yourself some some linens and some wool. That's your material. I have my material, you have your material. And if you make it with your material, I'm going to leave mine behind. I'll leave my fire and I'm coming to live in this this apartment, this dwelling place that you're making for me, with all of its lack of luster um, of what I've shown you in the sky. So now, uh oh, and then it finishes on the top of page two. God says, If you make what is above below, I shall leave my palace above and descend and condense my presence among them below. Yeah, but Rabbi David is launching.
0: So I just want to. So, so R- Rabbi Jessica, I just want to ask you. Yes. So, in your in your reading of the text, are you are you getting a tension here between an ideal and a real, between a perfect and an imperfect? Is there something here between the the almost the embarrassment of Moshe or right. the or the despair of Moses? Like, how can I? How can I? Dare? How can I live up to that? There's no way. Yeah. So what is, the, is, that about, is that about a religious conversation, about religion in general, or about politics, being like, you know, the, don't let the ideal be the enemy of the real? There's a machloka, there's a diff- disagreement amongst, between Rashi and the Ramban, on how to read the words, v'chein ta'asu. When God says to Moses, here, do it as I've shown you above, as Rabbi Jessica brought, that beautiful Midrash, as I show you above, then thus shall you do it. Everybody got this? Two words. v'chein, say that. v'chein ta'asu. Meaning, do it this way. Rashi says, Lidorot. v'chein ta'asu doesn't mean Moses. You do it this way. It means, do it for all generations, just as I showed you on Mount Sinai. Right? v'chein, and therefore do it. Rashi reads that as superfluous. Of course, Moses is going to do it. He just was told, do it as I've shown you in the mountain. Why does God at the end repeat God's self and say, and thus shall you do it, Rashi says, Liddo wrote, for all generations, do it exactly this way, which means a kind of religious formalism, right? We built the Mishkan one way 2,000 years ago, you should do it the same way, it should be exactly as I did it, not one iota should be changed. The Ramban, who lived 100 years later, said to Rashi, we know explicitly from scripture that Solomon himself changed various elements of the, of the detailed instructions. Solomon's own temple did not adhere to the Vikhain ta'asu of Rashi. Right? That's a problem. Rashi, how do you deal with that? So along comes a great Hasidic Rabbi in the right Hasidic rabbi in the 18th century, Gidusha Levi, and he says, here, this is the way to understand that the Ramban's objection, what about Solomon? Solomon doesn't seem to fit into Rashi's, right? Description that it should be this way for every generation. He has a very ingenious way of saying that no the Ramban you're wrong Even Solomon did it exactly as Moses was told on Mount Sinai. There's just one little detail. What's the detail everybody? Say it out loud though. Since prophecy is different at different times, right? There are no two prophets that prophesize in the same way When God said to Moses do it exactly as I showed you that included exactly as I will show you in every generation. And therefore Solomon, according to Kedushat Levi, Solomon of course changed the structure of the tabernacle because that was exactly what he was supposed to do. Every generation has a different understanding of the vessels that are required for that particular generation. How do you like that? door But
1: not, but also it's not infusing for the sake of infusing each generation as they're receiving it, as they're as hearing it. Which is also interesting, one thing that my teacher Art Green points out is that in this time when the Kedushat Levi was writing, there, there was a lot of change in the, in terms of the style of prayer, but in terms of halakhikli, there wasn't great change. There, it was still relatively conservative. So just.
0: Right, so, so here the Kedushat Levi, the Berdichevar, was actually writing about his own, his own, but right? he was defending, to some extent, his own reading of his own religious reformations and revivals. Right? Every generation has a different idiom. Right? When Rabbi Zalman was here five years ago, I love Shalom, and he was on a stage, and asked, somebody asked him, are you orthodox? Rab Zalman went into a whole conversation about semiotics, about, the, about language. And he said, I'm orthodox for the 21st century. He said the word freedom means something different 2,000 years ago than it does today. It's the same word. And every generation has a word. So it's the same idea, there's an altar, but Solomon says, here's the way it needs to be built now for us, right? This is our particular way of understanding it and so that we shouldn't despair that we can't do it exactly as our Bobis and Zadis did it. We're doing it exactly the way that the prophecy is coming today. I just want to finish with um, we're going to give a kavanah, but I want to finish with a story from, that I've told a number of people about the lelever Rebbe, the Rebbe of Lelav, who, uh, when he passed away, his son of David lelever became the Rebbe, and he did things completely differently than his father did it. And all of the, the elders of that community were up in arms, they couldn't believe it. But they were nervous to go and speak to the Lulliver, and they because he's the Rebbe after all. So finally they chose one person to go over and talk to the Rebbe, and they said to him, he walked up, he said, really, Rebbe, I, I, I don't mean any disrespect, but we're very concerned because you've changed everything that your father began. And we're really confused because it doesn't seem to be that you're doing anything like your father. He said, no, you don't understand. My father and I—we do things exactly the same way. My father did it his way, <laughs> and I do it my way. And there's something of that in this teaching here of, of "I did it my, my way. way." There's something about that here. Our way. What is our way?
1: I also hear—I I, I also hear the echo of the story of the Bal Shem Tov, the forest and the fire, of what, like, what is the what is. When you like if can you still hear the echoes of the prophecy hmm. can you that's just that story of going into the forest and each generation of yuri Dorot
0: so we call out for the seventh aliyah um the seventh aliyah is really in this understanding is is an antidote to the despair of comparison the, this is aliyah is an antidote to the despair of comparing your insides with somebody's outsides or your your unique way of being in the world with some ideal perfect model, right? So that's the teaching here this morning of the kedushat Levi and of Moshe Rabbeinu and the, and the Midrash. Not to be despairing when one compares oneself against some idyllic notion of where one should be or when, where it could be but that there's your own story, there's your own Tavnit, and that even if it's just made of the simple the simple things that you're growing into, like the simplicity of what you offer, it might not be perfect, but it's true. Right? Every dance begins like what is it? A song begins with a cough and every dance begins with a, a trip. So if you're tripping over some ideal image and you want to hear Moses's, you know, the t to- taasu, your kemar ashar, ni please come forward for the seventh and final aliyah.